Beer with Buffy is a retro analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us on patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. I was told you were coming. Competition is a beautiful thing. We're Slayer's girlfriend, the chosen two. Why should we let him take all the Gosh, I'm feeling chipper. <laughs> Who's for a root beer? Jeez. I don't like vampires. Take a stand and say they're not good. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this way. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Today, we are reviewing Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 3, Episode 7. It is called Revelations. Yes. Yeah. So I'm feeling a little better. Spent uh, the whole week down and out. Yeah, it's weird we're recording on the wrong night. Like the way wrong night. (laughs) Never record on Fridays. Meh. On a positive note, though, we might have a shorter recording solely because I have to be awake at 5.30 in the morning. Uh... That's very interesting. Yes. How about a mom synopsis? I'd love to. (laughs) What are you doing, Joshua? You're recording on a Friday. You're throwing me all out of sorts. You're conjuring me in. I never know what's going on. (laughs) All hours of the night. All right. Well, I guess at least tell me why this gothed out hockey glove is shooting lightning at everybody. Okay, well, there's a new watcher in town, or at least, you know, Giles didn't bother to do enough research, so we're all under the impression that there's a new watcher in town, and it's for Faith, and boy does she have a gigantic stick up her ass, and she sure is gonna set everyone right with her super extra British ways. Even Giles is about to just bury her under the floorboards. <laughs> Not that that's a huge stretch for a ripper. That's my ripper. Anyway, she brings up that there's this demon headed to town named Lagos. He's interested in this power glove. He wants to play some super ramped up Nintendo games. So he's digging into some graves for this thing. Everybody finds out that Angel is back because Xander's a little sniveling twit. And everybody gets all extra bent out of sorts about it. And they're like, why didn't you tell us? And she's kind of like, well, because of this right now, your reactions. But they're all more claiming to be mad about her lying to them, which, uh, I don't know. Anyway, the lady turns out to be evil. She wants the glove. The demon turns out to be kind of a red herring or at least not a very big problem. And uh, yeah, everything's fine. Nobody of significance dies. All the people that we wanted to die, died. Yeah. Yeah. I call that a win. I'm going to have to ask for at least 45% of your winnings, Joshua. (laughs) No, I didn't go to the casino. Not that old yet. Are you calling me old? I'm not calling you old. I'm stating a fact. (laughs) I just love the family circus. That, 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 EJ. Voice tower. Cold open. At the bronze. Duh, bronze. Oz is 
up on stage. His band is just finishing his set. Dingoes are actively eating those people's babies. Yeah. Oz finishes playing. He looks like he's pretty overplaying because he needs to be all up in Willow's shiz. Yep. And I can scarcely blame him. And the bronze is packed tonight. To the gills. To the glub glub, motherfuckers. <laughs> all up in there. We've got Willow, Xander, and Cordelia sitting at the table. Xander and Willow are still being all jumpy and obviously feeling guilty about their recent degenerate behavior patterns. They're super fucking awkward. Like, way awkward. And, uh, like, the, the, the slightest thing comes up about couples and they're just off the fucking charts awkward. Basically... Willow was like, ha ha ha, because we like each other, and when you like someone, you you don't want to be with anyone else ever. Ha 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 ha, awkward laughter, which I, yeah. I, I appreciate me some good goddamn awkward laughter. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> and she plays that really uncomfortable awkward the best. It's like her specialty or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oz asks for a drink. Willow and Xander both go to try and grab the drink. They touch hands. They freak out. Xander freaks out more, knocking drinks off the table, knocking drinks out of someone's hands that's behind him. They, like, rocketed the fucking drink across the room. Yeah. And they didn't even break anything, and they still got the jackass round of applause from the rest of the room. Which happened at the coffee shop today. It, it did. That is the rudest bullshit ever. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> I like to yell out, hey, just set that down anywhere now, pal. It's rude. It, oh, oh, morons. Your bus like, is leaving. But here's the thing. No, I, it's very rude. There are plenty of people out there with monstrous amounts of fucking anxiety and shit. Yeah. And, and it's already bad enough that they're on the spot. Yeah, just making it even worse for them. No, I totally agree. But Xander handles it really well. He goes, we're here through Saturday. Enjoy the veal. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, that's... That's more of the proper environment for that yeah. for that kind of thing. But, you know, if you're at a, at a quiet sit-down restaurant where people are just trying to have a nice meal, that's not fucking okay. This, at least, it's okay. They're all high school students, whatever. Yeah, it's Every, funny. High school students are awful. We all know this. Exactly. And they should be awful to Xander. Definitely. <laughs> so anyway, they're all wondering where Buffy is and speak of the devil, and they're talking about this possible new boyfriend that yep. maybe she may or doesn't have. Buffy is like, oh, what are you talking about? And Willow divulges, oh, your possible boyfriend. And she's like, oh, it's not a boyfriend per se, but there is somebody. Enter Faith. Yeah. And we were just talking about whether or not there's any sexual tension between Buffy and Faith this season. Yeah. And it's kind of handy that we got the voicemail that we did. Yeah. Not going to go into it. Well, okay. Yeah. yeah. We may as well. Well, we got a call from Ravi again. Just, yeah. just quick shout out. Sorry, you kind of missed the boat <laughs> on our call-in episode. We're probably not going to do that again for a minute. But yeah, Ravi wants us to pay more attention to the sexual tension between Faith and Buffy. But this is the only moment that there's any sort of like alluding to anything. And it's done as a joke. It's yeah, it's totally as a joke. It's I don't. It's really just that, you know. Uh, buddy buddy stuff yeah yeah i don't think there's any actual sexual tension between the two characters i really didn't feel like there was there is some great chemistry though honestly it bothers me that sexuality is always applied to friendly touching yeah it's really it's really ruined a lot of everything for everybody yeah i 
know firsthand because I'm a very physical sort of guy mm-hmm. and I have to go through life not touching anybody ever. Yeah, because everyone will call you fucking gay. Yep. Exactly. It's really fucking obnoxious. So we cut from there to the graveyard where I wish I could be as cool as Giles in this scene. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you'd watched, if you'd been through all the shit that Giles and Buffy yeah. have, this would be nothing to you as well. He's I, just sitting there taking notes. I love his barely bemused look as he, like, almost takes a sip of his coffee, but he's like, hmm, hmm. Or, I don't know if it's coffee, but it's styrofoam mug. With steam would, coming off it. Yeah, I would think that Giles would have a better to-go mug than that by now. Yeah. He's always drinking out of styrofoam. Like, that's just chintzy. Maybe rather than give him some fancy prop, they just used the, like, on-site catering. I was just thinking that, actually. <laughs> like, like shit, we need, Giles needs something in his hand. Somebody, there, grab that cup. That would hands down be the easiest source um, for an emergency prop situation. Yeah. But, but anyway. He seems like the kind of fellow that would have a fancy fucking thermos with a fancy fucking cup with the thermos. Yeah, that would have seemed a lot more appropriate. He'd have planned ahead for that. They were obviously sitting in the graveyard doing some training. Yeah. And then some vampires actually showed up. Otherwise, exactly. Or studying, at least. So just before they, uh, Buffy and Faith finish fighting these vampires uh, in gorgeous tandem, they, they call it out pretty much exactly as I was thinking it. Uh, Buffy says, hmm, synchronized slang. And Faith is like, new Olympic category? And I was kind of starting to notice during the fight scene that they were in the choreography. It seemed like they were trying to mirror what yeah. was going on, kind of to show that these girls are really getting in sync with each other. And yeah, and they they did it beautifully. And they're becoming a great team. Yep. Yeah. But oh, that teamwork gets shot upon verily. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to meet Miss Gwendolyn Post. Yeah. Or as I call her throughout most of the episode, Miss Lady with a giant stick up her ass. Or as as uh, Xander puts it later, the British flag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's talking about Giles, but it still works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. So anyway, she walks in and instead of giving Giles a chance to respond to Buffy's request for feedback, she says, Sloppy, you telegraph punches, leave blindsides open for a school night slang take entirely too much time. Which one of you is Faith? And Faith is all badass about it. She's like, yeah, well, depends on who the hell you are. Gwendolyn Post. Like we're... Mrs. He emphasizes the misses. Yeah. Yeah. Nearly headless. How can you be nearly headless? <laughs> I don't know. She she struck me as like a really extraordinarily annoying version of Hermione the whole time. Just like what Hermione would have grown up into had she not had people to keep her attitude in check. Yeah. 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 Opening credits. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, down, vampire. As soon as the sun goes down, down, vampire. Competition is a beautiful thing. 
And then we go to the library. Uh, Miss Post is just the worst. She really needs to die and quickly. <laughs> and I mean, I was pretty sure that she goes away fast. And they sure did deliver on that. I was positive she went away solely because I didn't remember her. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, she must be unimportant. I don't remember who this character is. So, yeah, she just frolics into the scene, just shitting all over everybody. Number one reason why she needs to die. You don't fuck with Giles in his library. I can deal with her telling Faith that it's not her decision whether she gets a watcher or not. You know, although it should be like Faith didn't sign a fucking contract here. Right. They don't. The Watcher Council doesn't fucking own them. But yeah, you do not shit on Giles's library. And not only that, but continue to belittle him and make him feel like a stupid piece of shit. Yeah. Continuously. Specifically, specifically calls him too American. Yeah. Also problematic. So... I think my biggest problem with her in this scene was as soon as she starts talking about the demon Lagos, she just revels in making Giles look stupid because she's like, Mr. Giles, could you produce a picture? And it's like with absolutely no preparation or discussion beforehand, yeah. she expects him to just kowtow to her every whim. And I don't get why he kind of tries a little bit. Yeah. Like, who the fuck is this woman stepping on your territory and your girls? You're fucking Ripper. Yeah. For fuck's sake. What the hell, Giles? And he, for the most part, just takes it at her word that she's part of the council. Yep. Or not necessarily part of the council, but a member of the Watcher's Society anyway. Yeah. She informs them that this demon Lagos has shown up looking for the glove of... Menegon? Milligan? Men I think it's Menegan or Menegon. Menegon. There it is. Menegon. Sure. This, the name of this glove reminded me of a rhyme. Oh? Yes. So I have a rhyme for you. Mostly because the name of the glove, Menegon, rhymes with Pelican. Hmm. And this came up in. A show, another show that I'm watching, The Flash. So I have a rhyme for you. Okay. A wonderful bird is the pelican. His beak can hold more than his belly can. He can hold in his beak enough food for a week. But I'll be damned if I know how the hell he can. <laughs> uh, why does the pelican hold the fish that is belly can? For the halibut. Yes. And there's some halibut in this episode. Yeah, there is. <laughs> some real fucking halibut. We get another confirmation that there are 12 cemeteries in Sunnydale. Another confirmation? When was the last one? I don't remember. We talked about it before, at least. I remember that. Okay. But this is... There are definitely, unquestionably, 12 cemeteries in Sunnydale. They're... Goddamn well Holy are. shit, that's a lot. That's quite a few, yeah. Like, I think there are three. They must be an outsource in, 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 in for our other places' bodies. No, that's just their death rate, man. <laughs> but yeah, she's like, oh, we need to search cemeteries for the glove. And Giles is like, ah, oh, there's 12 of them. What the hell do you want to do? He says, what do you propose? Oh, her... 
Well, if it's not too radical of a suggestion, I thought we might kill him. And I was like, oh, honey. Okay. Like, it's that fucking simple, woman. Alrighty. Now you're just being... That's not okay. No. Yeah. And Giles slowly removed his glasses at this point. Yep. And... I knew that that was not going to slide and she would be dead by the end of the episode. Yeah, but her entire fucking plan for how they'll proceed (laughs) is just ridiculously too straightforward and stupid. It really is. Lacking in all the experience that Giles has. Yeah. Her plan is, oh, two slayers at full strength? They search, you know, each cemetery one by one. That'll be fine. No, that's fucking stupid. You got to have a plan to expedite the fucking process. Yeah, probably. I'll take your word for it. So, and then she's like, well, if there's anything in your books that might pinpoint the exact location of the tomb, it might be useful. But then we can't ask for miracles. (laughs) Yep. Uh, What's the lady's name in Harry Potter who wears all the pink? Umbridge. Umbridge. Dolores Umbridge. Yeah. Giving me a giving me a big Dolores Umbridge vibe here. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. What an Umbridge. There we go. Yeah. Man, <laughs> that lady gives me a huge Umbridge. Oh god. <laughs> but she's like, "Oh, Faith, c- follow me. Let's go." And they leave. Uh-huh. And we get a good couple of lines here. I was worried for Faith when right? she was like, "Faith, do come with me." I'm like, what are you going to do? Where are you taking her? Like, she's an adult. Okay, she's not. But he says that's bracing. Buffy says, interesting lady. Can we kill her? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank God. That means we're actually going to get to kill her. Because they wouldn't have voiced that otherwise. Right. I was hoping you would respond with Giles's line. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, Cue me up again. Try it again. Interesting lady. Can we kill her? The council might frown on that. (laughs) As he pulls off his glasses and cleans them. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. He didn't say no. Exactly. I'm not hearing a no. (laughs) That's my ripper. (laughs) So he's like, fancy a spot of training because Giles needs to blow off some goddamn steam. And so does Buffy. Yep. As we transition to her blowing off some steam with Angel. She's specifically doing the Tai Chi thing with Angel. Uh Uh-huh. And I really wish I knew something about Tai Chi because then I could see how, like, accurate their movements are to Tai Chi. Yeah. I'm really kind of curious about that because David Boreanaz looks like he knows what he fucking is doing. He kind of does, yeah. I'm sure they know their shit and probably didn't mess around. Like... She's a black belt in Taekwondo. Right. I'm sure they can fish up some real Tai Chi movements. Right. So Angel gets a little too touchy while they're training and they almost kiss. Tai Chi gets sexy. Yeah, it does. (laughs) (laughs) So Buffy is ready to go in no time. And then they get all doughy-eyed at each other because they these kids just can't keep their hands off each other. 
And they talk about how hard it is. And without making a dick joke, I was kind of impressed. <laughs> right? Uh, they liken it to quitting smoking. I don't know. I thought that was funny. So I got one quote of the day here. What is it? Buffy's like, some demon looking for some all-powerful thingamabob, and I got to stop him before he unleashes holy havoc, and it's another Tuesday night in Sunnydale. My favorite part is that this episode, they aired on Tuesdays. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. So, and Angel obviously knows something is up. Yeah, he's he's a bit unnerved. He's heard of El Lago, and he urges her to be careful. His name's just Lago. I, I thought I heard an L Lago, like a... I looked it up to double-check spelling. Yeah, I'm fairly certain they were still saying El Lago. Whatever. I think it, should, it was just her accent. Also, the way he was dressed, he looked a little bit like... What's his name from The Princess Bride? You killed my father. Prepare to die. Inigo. Inigo, yeah. Inigo Montoya. He, did, he was dressed a little bit like Inigo Montoya. A little bit. Yeah. More on that in a moment. Wow. Think you can take me? Thanks, B. Back to the library. Giles is getting a bit frustrated. He's uh, he's very ramped up. I am very unhappy with how much this woman has upset Giles. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> you do not piss off my Giles. Mm-mm. You stop it. Oh, you stop no. picking on him. I am going to look he up the actress. To us. The actress that played this role. All right, I should probably stop threatening real actors for fictional yeah. actions. Except for that drive-thru kid. I'm still gonna... <laughs> still gonna fuck with him. <laughs> you're, you're my one vendetta. You've been chosen. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Giles is upset because he's flustered about how she made him feel about his sacred, beautiful library. Yeah, he feels like he needs to jump through his ass... To try and impress her. Obviously, there's no impressing this kind of person. And so he's kind of taking it out on Willow and Xander. A bit, definitely. I mean, Xander's kind of pressing it, and like he normally does, because he's Xander. He's like, hey, you're not the watcher of me. And Giles has a good fucking point here. Because he tells Xander, either you're fucking helping, or get the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. Valid point. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Xander. Yeah, don't be a douche, Xander. So Xander and Willow are walking up into the stacks, and Willow's like, man, I'm tired, and I just want to go home. And she's like, what does he want from us anyway? And Xander... (laughs) One of my quotes of the day. Wittily responds, go for it. A qualified surgeon to remove the British flag from his butt? And since you mentioned it earlier... I think that makes it extra funny thinking of the British flag being an analogy for Mrs. Post. Yeah. Notice how she made it a point that she's Mrs. Post, meaning or implying rather that she's actually currently married. Yeah. That poor bastard. Right? Yeah. Unless he's as stuck up as she is, but I find that difficult to believe. Willow and Xander sit down to read books and no, stop it. Both of you. Fuck you. Stop it. Bad Willow and Xander. I'll bury you alive in a box. No, the spray bottle does not work. It doesn't. Well, clearly nothing would, not even a fire hose would work on these two right now. God damn. Willow even tells him, no, stop. 
because she's got a headache. So he starts yeah. rubbing her temples. Anyway, so he stops and then she just grabs his like She like snatches his face like it's a horror film and just sucks his whole essence yeah. into her like she's a goddamn soul stealer. Slight defense to Xander. I couldn't resist that either. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> We've had this conversation. Yeah. Moving along. But they almost get caught by Giles. I have a feeling that he knew. The library's got to be quiet. Making out that heavily is not quiet. <laughs> yeah. Well, he shuffled over and we didn't see his face. We only saw his feet. He's much calmer now. And he's basically just like, all right, Willow, Xander, I've found the answer I need. You can go. And they stand up really quickly. And he's not dumb. He's not no. fucking dumb. No, he's not. But he is smart enough to keep his face shut about it. Yeah. And keep his head out of high school drama. Exactly. But yeah, he found where the glove is. It's in the Van Houten <laughs> crypt. You'll have plenty of time to think about the Milligan glove. When you're living in the Van Houten crypt down by the river. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Willow is feeling significantly more guilty about the situation than Xander is. Unquestionably. Well, she's a better person. Well, yeah, true. But also, I think it's more indicative of the fact that she has stronger feelings in a stronger relationship with Oz than Xander does with Cordy. Also true. Well, yeah, they're definitely not spending much time on or making any effort to make us care for Xander and Cordelia's relationship. They're really not. This whole season, they're really just kind of sloughing it off. But Xander, out of guilt, is like, oh, I'll go check out the crypt, and takes off, bolts immediately. Yeah, at first it was like, why are you going to go check that out by yourself? What are you going to do? Especially if the fucking demon shows up and is like Buffy supposed to already be there or meet you there or what's got, you don't have a cell phone. You can't just call her and be like, Hey, there's a, th I don't know. The whole thing made no sense to me, but they made up for that in a minute. And so now we're outside on the city street sidewalk. Yep. With Faith and Buffy. Faith is recounting her bad boyfriends. Mm -hmm. One of them, unfortunately for Faith was a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> well in one of them she just called a deadbeat and i'm like can we be more specific yeah there's a lot of ways to be a deadbeat there are it's like one was a klepto yeah <laughs> and you know what that's not his fault yeah that's kleptomania a is a is a serious mental disorder it's a legitimate disorder absolutely yeah. probably i think anyway <laughs> another line <laughs> from buffy here is one of my quotes you can trust some guys really I've read about them. <laughs> Another good line here. Faith says, uh, come on, you boinked the undead. What was that like? <laughs> you know, now you, when you put it like that, I kind of right. want to hear it too. Anyway, Buffy respectfully declines the invitation to divulge all of her most personal secrets. And more importantly, Faith accepts it in an understanding way that a friend should. Good for her. So anyway, what are they, are they like ditching their patrol early? Is that what's happening? I got the impression that they had been patrolling most of the night and they're just kind of burned out. They've been coming up with nothing. Yeah. So they're going to head home and the last graveyard just happens to be on the way home from, for faith. Okay. That's, so that's the last one. I didn't yep. pick up on that, but 
Yeah, so Faith agrees to just hit that one by herself, and she says she'll holler if she's having any fun. And I was like, I hope she means literally, because, again, no cell phones. Yeah, hmm. they, they, the Slayer could really benefit from a cell phone. Yeah, they should just get some long-distance radios or something, because yeah. they had that tech. Oh, yeah, definitely. They even had that tech in the 80s, as they made very good use of in Stranger Things. And more importantly, they have shown that they have those radios because of when the Scooby gang was slaying without Buffy. Oh, yeah, but those just looked like crappy walkie-talkies. It's still better than nothing. Right. Cut to the graveyard. Now we're in the cemetery. Yep. And Faith immediately runs into Gustavo the Spaniard Viking vampire. She He's finds... not a vampire, though, but I thought nope. he was a vampire when I first saw him. Nope. She finds a demon who's not in a box. <laughs> but he's trying to get into a box. <laughs> he, he's definitely gutting this um, crypt or this, you know, big cement sarcophagus anyway. Yeah. And I love this, quote, fight. <laughs> <laughs> Because Faith just gets her ass thrown a couple of times. He just kind of plays volleyball with her by himself. Yeah. Anyway, he runs off. He didn't find what he was looking for. Nope. These are not the droids you're looking for. Yes, it's time to listen. The good guys are always stalwarts and true. The bad guys are easily distinguished by their pointy horns or black hats. We always defeat them and save the day. Cut to the other other graveyard where Xander is at the actual one where we're actually going to find the thing. And he's handily expositating by talking (laughs) to himself, explaining why he would go to the crypt by himself, which I was wondering only moments before. So I'm glad they did this. So he's like, he's talking to himself. He's like, hey, Giles. Why don't I alleviate my guilt by going to the cemetery alone and getting myself really, really killed? I'm like, aha. Hey, Xander, you should get on that. Yeah. Hurry up. <laughs> nah, I don't hate Xander that much, but no, he is a no. real ass cock. But Xander sees that we were right about Angel knowing something is up because Angel is pulling the glove out of the crypt. And this is the first time anybody aside from Buffy has seen Angel. Well, anybody of note anyway. Right. Uh, the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde asshole got killed. By well, Angel, they're dead but. anyway. But yeah, so I didn't notice that Angel had the glove with him. Obviously, he has it later. Yep. I don't think Xander noticed that he had the glove either. It's kind of a moot point, really. He's more concerned with the fact that it's He tunnel visions Angel. the moment he sees Angel. He tunnel visions? Yeah. He, Was that a camera effect? That no, no. He focuses, hyper-focuses on the fact that it's Angel. Sure. And follows Angel, completely forgets about his initial mission. Yeah, well, I fucking would too in that situation. No shit. He thinks Angel's dead. Everybody thinks Angel's dead. So he follows him down the stairs into another crypt. Or yeah. a, a, what's what's the word for those buildings? A mausoleum? They, they don't go to a crypt. He follows Angel to the manor. Oh, that's all. The next scene's at the manor. Okay, so he uh, he winds up uh, being able to see through some broken glass, where he's able to spy on Buffy and Angel making out. Not just making out, like true, true tonsil hockey. Some serious <laughs> tongue twister stuff. Like somebody had to spin the needle for that one, or the bottle. 
Right. Somebody <laughs> spun something. Huh? Commercial break. Commercial break and then cut to them inside the manor making out. Yep. More from the Buffy perspective. And at this point, I think it doesn't show up, but I presume Xander has run off because he doesn't ever mention seeing the rest of this scene. It doesn't take them long before they're feeling guilty about making out. Yep. Again, Angel shows Buffy that he has the glove for her. I don't quite understand why Buffy doesn't immediately get the glove to Giles and like decides that Angel should hold on to it. Especially considering that she knows that no one else knows that Angel is alive and maybe you shouldn't leave it in his care if everyone else doesn't know about him and that might raise questions as to how she has it in hiding somewhere. Right. Well, it would have raised questions as, and I'm not sure she would have been able to explain without lying quite thoroughly about how she found it in the first place. I don't know. It seemed like as good a plan as any to me. Just as complicated leaving it or taking it. I mean, I felt like it probably was the safest it could be staying it with Angel. I mean, that part I don't disagree with. Her situation here is not great. No, absolutely. <laughs> Angel, good job, but not good for the cover. Yeah, definitely. I wonder if he knows that she's lied to everyone. Oh, yeah. I know that she... That he knows from earlier, but I wonder if he thinks that at any point in time that she's told anybody. I don't think so, because when she's about to leave this time, or maybe it was last time, anyway, this episode, she's like, well, I need to get out of here oh, before right. anybody figures out what we're doing. You're right. He's okay. Like, what are we doing, Buffy? Nothing. Ah. A lot of making out. A whole lot of making out. Well, now, anyway, they definitely gave up on not making out. Yep. So... Cut to Giles' house. Yep. Something about this scene made me go, oh, she's a bad guy. Something about this scene made me go, Jesus Christ, Giles, now you're letting her into your house to be condescending to you? Right. Where does it end? When did you become a floor mat? He finds an engraving about the glove, and she's all super condescending about it. But it's like, that's a first fucking step. That's more than you had. <laughs> yeah, she's got fuck all nothing, and she keeps talking down to him. Pictures are nice, Mr. Giles, but you must read the nice words as well. At which point, the tea kettle in the background was very purposefully timed. Yes, yeah. I, I made note of that too. It was excellently done. It was almost a cartoonish, like you could just imagine his head expanding and getting super beat red. Yep. Um, and steam coming out his ears like uh, yep like a cartoon yeah but here's the thing it's like she's all condescending to him about whether or not he's finding information but she hasn't done shit for research yeah no seriously. she hasn't pulled up information what the hell well that's because all she knows how to do is work a room and that's all she's doing yeah she found these people's weaknesses and she's exploiting them now, at this point, I wrote down in my notes that I thought maybe she was Lagos. Yeah, I never got that impression. I was wrong, but I definitely was right that she is a bad guy. Yeah, I, I didn't think she was going to turn bad quite so fast or viciously. I was kind of expecting it to at least last like an episode or two. Yeah, like or maybe next episode she would be bad. Right. I was thinking maybe she had been hired by Lagos 
or Lagos was working for her, some shit like that. Yeah. None of that. They're just completely separate entities, and she just happens to be a rogue watcher. And then she's like, I'm sure you must find me tiresome. And I'm like, that's really putting it gently. So, <laughs> so Giles finally... So gently. Giles finally starts to stand up for himself a little bit. And just as he asserts himself, assuring Mrs. Post that Buffy is both dedicated and industrious. And he is in complete control of his slayer. Xander shits all over his parade. He sure does. Xander sure is a shitter. He is a accomplished shitter. Also, way to barge into a fucking apartment without knocking. Yeah. 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 I mean, the chances of Giles being naked and or with anybody in any capacity that could be embarrassing is very slim, but still. Not necessarily. Grown men have needs. <laughs> anyway, so he pulls Xander to the other side of the room allowing Mrs. Post up her ass to sit there and smugly be like, do you need assistance? No. <laughs> so whatever. She was also extra hoity-toity about the tea too, because she set aside, I don't know if you noticed this, as they were talking over the tea before Xander comes in, she set, a t set aside the tea bag that he had put in her teacup and pulled out a tin of other tea. <laughs> I did not notice that. Oh, God, I hate her so much. Like, me too. Oh, cut to the library. I'm dating. I am having serious dating with a werewolf. And I'm studying witchcraft and, and killing vampires. It's like a drug. Where we have a session of Demon Anonymous. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. One intervention coming your way. Oh, dear God. So Buffy strolls in all excited. She thinks she's got great news for Giles, and she does. But she's greeted by a grave and smug collection of people she calls friends for some reason. Willow being the only one who really seems to be showing any level of compassion about the situation. As per usual. Yeah. Well, and I mean, Giles is handling this particular portion of the situation very professionally. Yes. Almost more like he's an arbiter than anything else. Mostly it's an argument between Buffy and Xander. Everybody now knows that uh, Xander saw Buffy making out with Angel, so everybody knows that not only is Angel alive, but Buffy's been lying to them about it, and she's sleeping with whom they perceive to be, at the very least, a potential enemy, and somebody who caused them a great deal of harm not so long ago. And that is not... I mean, that, I was that's actually, reasonable. I was having trouble finding any holes in their arguments other than Xander's presentation. Yeah, it was really all about presentation and not at least talking to her as a friend. Xander went all half-cocked about the situation. Yeah. And even, I got a quote here from him. He says, she's like, what are you worried about? Or something like that. And he goes, for what? For Angel to go psycho the next time you give him a happy? <laughs> yeah. I think that's the only one I didn't write down. And she, she's like, I'm not gonna, doesn't finish the sentence of give him a happy. Yeah. Uh, because she's not. She's not trying to make out with him. It's, for fuck's sake, have some compassion, people. She was in love with him. Even Giles completely, what's the word? Accepts 
her reasoning for the situation doesn't without condoning her reasoning. Yeah, he even Giles recognized that she was legitimately in love with him. Yeah. And it wasn't just a passing fancy and it wasn't just a it wasn't just hormones. It wasn't just wanting to bang him. Exactly. And as we've all, you know, established because we know as the viewer, it wasn't the sex that turned him. But Exactly. Everybody else is still it's no wonder that everybody who talks about it remembers it as it being the sex that turned her because yeah. they even talk about it like that for the rest of the series. Yep. Um, Buffy calls out Xander on being jealous. Cordelia's like, Hey, He's like, yeah, deal with it. Cordelia. Even you've called out Xander on still being into Buffy. Yeah. So, you know, and that was my real issue here. Uh, with Xander, that was the one point that she really had on Xander is his motivations are not pure. Oh, no, definitely not. I'm sure he's still a bit upset about Calendar, but he's really playing the field here backhandedly as fuck. We all yeah. know he still wants to bang Buffy and he's, heartbeat. and he's fucking around on Cordelia with Willow, even though he's not really into Willow. It's just sexy because it's forbidden. Yep. And he... Had his chance and he fucked it up and he knows it. Yep. But Giles shuts the whole situation down, tells them to get the fuck to class, walks into his office. Buffy follows along. Yep. Thanks him for bailing her out of the situation. Which is a good call. Yeah. And his response, as Buffy is saying, thanks for bailing me out. He's like, quiet. I won't remind you that the fate of the world often lies with the Slayer. What would be the point? Nor shall I remind you that you're nor shall I remind you that you've jeopardized the lives of all you hold dear by harboring a known murderer. And the rest of it is But sadly, I must remind you that Angel tortured me for hours for pleasure. You should have told me Angel was alive. You didn't. You have no respect for me or the job I perform. Slowly sits down and turns around. Fuck. Yeah. It was a dark moment. All her friends with the whole intervention bullshit probably did nothing to really settle in how wrong she was to keep this from them. Mm-hmm. But the disapproval of Giles is really the perfect thing to hammer at home. Cut to Faith's apartment. <laughs> There's a knock on Faith's door. She opens the door with a fucking steak to see Mrs. Post. Oh, yeah. And she says, Vampires rarely knock, especially in daylight. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, at least she's trying to be careful. Aside from the situation here of Mrs. Post being somewhat condescending at the very beginning of the scene, I think she does really fucking well for faith in the scene. Yeah, they uh, they actually kind of sort of start to connect. She kind of compliments her living situation, actually. Yeah. Likens it to the Spartan way of life, the way of the warrior, which is, you know, that's faith. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it's mostly Mrs. Post playing her. Absolutely. But before we really officially know she's the bad guy, it comes off as, as kind of caring and doing her job right as, as Faith's watcher. Yeah, a little bit. 
And she spends a moment bemoaning Giles having secret meetings and playing games. And that perks up Faith a little bit. She's like, what about secret meetings? Because now she's feeling left out. She's like, oh, all the friends, which means not me. Yeah. Oh, whatever, Faith, they love you. And that is definitely her trying to seed uh, a little bit of dissent. Yeah, a little bit of dissent between them. And it works. So we leave this scene with Miss Post Upper Ass offering, is saying, fancy some training. And Faith's like, training? As in like kicking and punching and stabbing? I'm your girl. Cut to the school hallway where Buffy walks up to talk to Willow. Mm -hmm. On a scale of one to a million, how much do you hate me right now? Zero. And I didn't believe her at first, but then I realized later... Oh, she's really taking Buffy's side on this whole secret thing because she feels guilty and actually understands because she's got this big secret with Xander right now. It's a combination of guilt plus caring about her friend and probably understanding that Buffy feels things and can't just not feel things. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even in the intervention, she was obviously the most caring and not just let's just rip her apart from the bones. Yeah. But Buffy decides that she is going to go and try and find Lagos without letting Giles know as kind of a peace offering. Mm -hmm. Willow decides to tag along. Yeah. She's basically just going to go hang out in the crypt where the glove was even though it's not there anymore yep. because he'll eventually come by looking for yep. it. And she knows that. And Willow says, uh, ah, but instead he finds a Buffy in a not so good mood. Yeah. And they say young people don't learn anything in high school nowadays, but um, I've learned to be a friend. So what was the uh, story about that alligator? Cut to the bronze. The bronze. The bronze. And Xander being the pissiest pissy that ever pissied. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, man, that just his face was just exuding piss. Yep. Yeah. You could smell it on him through a digital recording on the screen. 20 years in the future. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So he's playing pool by himself because he's a lame ass who cheats on his real girlfriend with the girl he snubbed for two seasons, <laughs> but doesn't actually like while he's still butthurt about the girl he really wants. Anyway, um, Faith shows up and she's like, oh, you guys were gossiping about me. And he immediately tells her, no, we weren't. He's like, yeah, no, we were talking about real problems. <laughs> so and then he basically might as well just tell the whole fucking bronze and she, he might as well be like, hey, Faith, let's go kill Angel right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, way aims to set it up. Like, and he knows that, like you guys, <laughs> we could be surrounded by vampires in the bronze at any given point in time. Yeah, that's right, Shaggy. You could. Roo, Josh. <laughs> I changed that one up, huh? You're welcome. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm officially one of the Scooby gang. <laughs> Self-appointed. Ah, I'm moving up in the world. Quick cut to the library. Giles wants to destroy the glove. Uh-huh. He knows how to he knows how to do it. He needs a spell with living flame. Uh-huh. But uh Mrs. Post is a bad guy and fucking knocks his ass out. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. So I I was simultaneously pissed that she's hitting Giles, 
but also elated that now we get to kill her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's given us reason it's to like, finally and, murder her. And he'll be fine. It's just stage blood. Yeah. So. <laughs> and a foam statue. Yeah, probably. Well, either that or they're, you know, it could be a perspective trick. Anyway, before she pummels him in the head with the statue, Giles says to her, so she's your first slayer, I presume. And she's like, are you questioning my qualifications? And I'm like, well, he fucking should be. Yeah. You've been questioning his every motherfucking turn since you showed your stupid face. How dare you get your panties in a twist about that? This bullshit of, I know better because I'm well-trained and you've been out in the field too long. Bullshit. In the field too long. Fucking bite me. So Giles takes the classy route, which good for him, but man, I really wanted some of that self-righteous indignation, instant gratification. Anyway, cut to the graveyard. And we get the demon fight. Oh yeah, because Buffy and Willow were chatting about stuff. Yep. Uh, specifically regarding, oh boy, him, you must be so relieved now that you have this big secret off your chest. And Willow's almost about to tell Buffy about her and Xander. And she's like, oh, and there's a demon behind you. And this scene proves that Buffy is a better fighter than Faith because she handles the demon like butter and a hot knife. <laughs> Or, you know, in this case, a hot axe. A badass axe. Yeah. Or, you know, a outside air temperature axe. Yeah. Might as well be hot like Buffy or something. Hot knife through butter. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she handles this dude so easy. And we don't even actually learn whether or not he is Lagos. Right? He's just some random dude. Has no lines whatsoever. None. He just growls a bit. So she stumbles him up a bit. She takes the axe off of his back, whips his head off. Way to fail at using the weaponry that you've brought, dude. Yeah. Why wasn't he using his own stupid axe? I don't know. Cut to the library where uh, Xander and Faith are coming in to get some weaponry to go kill Angel. Mm-hmm. Xander's like, good old Sunnydale Library, equipped with reference books, library cards, and weapons. And I have a question of why the fuck was the cabinet with all the weapons not locked? Right? For starters, well, I mean, Giles was probably doing something in there and didn't lock it before he got knocked out. As they grab these weapons, he's like, okay, you ready? And they both made their decision really quickly. And I'm like, man, I don't you want to like get a drink of water or change your socks, take a shit or something. Like, you're about to go do this thing that could be very strenuous. Faith is bloodthirsty, and Xander needs to keep momentum before his courage gives out. Yeah, that's fair. Xander notices Giles moaning. They go into the office, find him unconscious. Xander actually is not a shit and stays here with Giles, calls 911, Faith runs off, still half-cocked. She's really jumping to conclusions here that it's Angel, and even Xander's like, whoa, 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 that's not his style. She's like, yeah, whatever, like, we're totally gonna kill him anyway, all right, whatever. But Xander's concerned about Giles. Cut to the manor where it is shown that, honestly, no one else needed to fucking get involved in this sort of situation as soon as Angel learned about the glove, because he's doing the exact same spell to destroy it. Oh, yeah, he's he's playing with fire. And cut back to the library. Buffy and Willow are walking in. A 
bit surprised to see Giles on a stretcher. Yeah. Xander's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Like always. Uh, Giles, Giles manages to get it out of his mouth on the way out the door with the paramedics. Yep. That they need to destroy the glove using a living flame. Uh, Xander apparently at this point has taken up Faith's opinion that it was Angel and Buffy correctly presumes that Faith is off to kill Angel and she's like well how far of a head start does she have Xander's like 10 minutes so to the lair Buffy's running off after Faith and so now we're back in the lair we've left Willow and Xander back in the library to research how to destroy the glove and Miss Stick Up Her Ass stops to lie to Angel a little bit and then knocks him out with a shovel. Yep. Angel is skeptical. He thinks something's up, but she tries to kill him with a shovel. But hey, guess what? He's a vampire. <laughs> yeah. She goes, she breaks the lock off the trunk in short order, giving him just enough time to stand back up, vamped out. And he's like, that really hurt. And she's like, yeah, it was supposed to kill you. But had you been human, it would have. And so they fight a little. He knocks her unconscious pretty quick because she's only human. Well, I love this whole bit here because this whole episode is great for Angel because this is when we finally see him back in the game properly. Yeah. Back in the game from all the way before he got his soul taken back away. Definitely. This is the Angel that we have grown to enjoy. Yeah. He knocks her out with very inopportune timing. So Faith runs in and it's like, oh, God, it's not what it looks like. But, you know, Angel doesn't know the whole situation. Yeah. A misunderstanding ensues. Exactly. So she's like, I can't believe how much I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and he's like, you're not getting that glove. And I don't know why he thought Faith wanted the glove, but OK. Doesn't he know who Faith is? He would have at least heard of her. Yeah. But they've, def they've definitely never met. So they fight quite a bit. Yep. And then Buffy shows up and we get a throwdown between Faith and Buffy. Just before that, cut back to the library. Willow and Xander find the ingredients to create uh, yes. the living flame. And then they run off to find the scene where the... Yep. To, to find them, everybody, the thing, where the thing is happening. <laughs> uh, think you can take me? Thanks, B. Buffy and Faith fight. First off, I don't care how strong or good of a fighter Faith is. Faith loses solely on the grounds that Buffy has been doing this a while. Also, she ends up with quite a lot more bruising. Yes. <laughs> but also the simple fact that the difference between Buffy fighting Faith is the same kind of difference between Buffy fighting Kendra. Uh huh. Kendra was too stiff. Faith is too emotional. Too much of a loose cannon, yeah. Buffy has that great balance between the two. She really does. They even show it really well in this whole fight sequence. Mm-hmm. Buffy obviously has her head about her. Buffy's like, I can't let you do it, Faith. And Faith is like, you're confused, Twinkie. Want me to clear you up? Vampire? Slayer. Dead vampire. And then what's-her-name wakes up just in time to be like, she's blinded by love. So Faith attacks. Yep. Oh, that was before they started fighting. But anyway, so Willow and Xander show up and they try to help. Miss Post gets to them first as well. 
gets the glove on. She yoinks the glove and immediately puts it on. And those claw thingies very satisfyingly hook yeah. into her forearm. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to see. I want to talk a little bit about the design of the glove. Because the glove is badass. It's pretty neat. It's obviously like a plate mail gauntlet with these giant fucking claw things that just stab into the arm. I fucking love the design. Very satisfying. But apparently it gives her the power to throw lightning. (laughs) Yeah. Quite a big sequence of people running from um, Miss Post Upper Ass now with lightning claw. Yep. So. It actually does look like the claw from Inspector Gadget. The claw. It's coming to get you. It's coming to get you. Not that kind of claw. Oh. From Inspector Gadget. Oh, yeah. Claw. Actually, yeah. I'll get you next time, Gadget. It's coming to get you. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to get you. Oh, man. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, Miss Post, famous last words. She's like, hey, Faith, a word of advice. You're an idiot. I'm like, okay, whatever. Buffy severs Miss Post's arm with a piece of broken glass. Yeah, she must have really (laughs) hucked that piece of broken glass. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, I call bullshit, but it was still neat. Yeah. So... As soon as the arm's severed, the lightning destroys her. Consumes her. And She dies of lightning tuberculosis. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Lightning consumption. That's a good one. See what I did there? (laughs) <laughs> and you know they it doesn't show it but they deal with the glove yeah uh, oh the scene, yeah the scene ends with the claws unhinging from the severed arm <laughs> yeah now i <laughs> i had this really sick morbid desire to pick up the glove and watch the arm fall out <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh jeez. oh but, that probably would have been very satisfying <laughs> They probably would have just burned it with the arms. You had to shake it a little bit. <laughs> Can somebody just somebody get a fork? No, I mean Angel could have taken a little bit of a sip out of it. I mean, there's some blood in there. He's, you know, it's even cooked. It's cooked. You never get a cooked meal, dude. Anyway, no, but now it's a dead man's blood. <laughs> right. Anyway, so back at the school, um, Cordy, Xander, Oz, and Willow are sitting around in the lounge. Uh, Xander summates it pretty well what happened with the glove because Cordelia is like so there's no more glove and he's like nah little living flame little mesquite gone for good I was like oh sounds like we missed a lot of fun then we're telling it wrong (laughs) hands down one of the best deliveries we've had in a while yeah great little exchange here I had a hard time not writing down the whole scene yeah and uh, like a really hard time because I pretty much did just write down the whole scene uh, Willow's like, so what do you think Buffy and Angel are going to do? And Xander's like, boy, do I don't know, which I thought was kind of funny. So Willow establishes that she kind of likes Angel again because he saved her life. Yeah. And Xander's and you know, like, that's fair. Yeah, it is. So Xander's like, well, as long as they don't get pelvic, I guess we'll be OK. And I'm like, it's all about fucking sex with you, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Whatever. 17, fucking probably 18 year old boy. At this everything point. involves linoleum with you, Xander. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so Buffy walks in again. She's like, what are you guys talking about? Oz is like, well, oddly enough, your boyfriend. 
again. Yeah. <laughs> they wrapped it around to the beginning. Yep. Giggity. Buffy just accepts the bullshit from Xander and his claim that as soon as he saw Angel, he just leaned towards the postal. You think, Xander? You fucking think? He's kind of admitting that he overreacted, though. I know, but she should not fucking forgive him for this. I still don't like that she's still seeking his approval and exactly. that, and being okay, uh, which is how the whole thing comes up. She's like, hey, are we okay? It's, it's a question of how often does this happen and how often has he proven he cannot learn from his fucking mistakes? Yeah, he can't. So Giles comes in. This was golden. So Buffy says, let me guess, Gwendolyn Post, not a watcher? Uh, yes, she was. She was kicked out by the council a couple of years ago for misuse of dark power. I swear there was a memo. And I'm like... (laughs) Bravo, writers. Way to completely explain away (laughs) all the plot holes of how this whole episode happened with one sentence... I swear there was yeah. a memo. That's fucking gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> I forgive you. I was really surprised and pleased that she's actually just a watcher who went evil. Yeah. I was expecting her to be like some like secret demon or exactly. something. I mean, it makes it much more plausible that Giles would have fallen for her shit. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, you know, he's... On the other side of the pond, he doesn't know about all the little inter-office squabbles that are going on. Yep. Dig this. Dig this. Sorry, you has a wind. Fire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Cold water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. With what? A desk. So anyway, Faith's apartment. Yeah. So remember how we were questioning whether Elijah Dushku was Canadian or not? Because of how that one episode she said a boot? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we... She's from Boston. Yeah. She's from Boston because of how she says Spartan. And I'm... I As soon as she said Spartan, that's I'm like, Spartan. that's a Boston accent. Spartan. Yeah. No, I... <laughs> I think one of our... Uh, somebody messaged us or voicemailed us or something and told us that she's definitely not... Canadian. I forget. It might be Boston. I forget. I'll nope. look. I looked it up. She's definitely from Boston. Oh, cool. Good to know. It works out because people from Boston do say a boot. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Well, that works out. So fucking tracks. Okay. It's just, it's more common to have that pronunciation from Canada. Right. Okay. I, I even know a guy or I knew a guy named boston well it was his nickname because he's from boston and uh i guess i just never uh i i did not like him as a person i hope you're listening to this episode because i still hate you (laughs) he was a dick he really was he was xander level inconsiderate you never want your current roommate's ex-boyfriend to move in with you let me just throw that out there Um, that completely encapsulates how bullshit that whole situation is, but we digress. Yeah. Let's not open that bag of worms. So when Buffy knocks, remember how Faith was all super paranoid with the steak earlier? Yep. And now she's just like, come in. Yep. Okay. Whatever. She learned. She learned. (laughs) It's daytime. Couldn't be a vampire. Yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, she doesn't have good luck with this door specifically, no. though. Anyway, so Buffy and Faith have a crappy heart to heart. It didn't feel like it ended well or solved anything. And this is when we notice that Faith has a lot more bruises than Buffy does. She really did. <laughs> I thought it kind of looked like she'd been eating chocolate or something. Like, they did a really good job of making it look like her jaw was swollen. Yeah, they did. I think she probably had, like, some, like, cotton or something in her cheek that really did That's probably what it was, yeah. Um, They did really good with the makeup. Even Giles in the scene before had pretty good makeup that he looked like he had been beaten up. They've gotten better about that than back in season one when it's like that woman was beaten half to death and she's got no bruises hey that kid who just got beaten to the point of needing to be hospitalized with a baseball bat he looks like he just broke a sweat with a light jog <laughs> anyway gerarg gerarg ladies gentlemen spiny headed creatures as soon as the sun goes down down How'd you feel about this episode, Rex? I liked it for a couple of reasons. One, I loved seeing Angel back in form again. Yeah. I'm so glad to have him past the, I'm weakened in in this state of flux between recovery and being myself. And I'm grateful that the fucking cat is out of the bag and we can stop with that bullshit. Yeah. I'm glad that maybe things can kind of get to normal with the Scoobies again. But more importantly, I think it was a pretty fucking solid Creature of the Week episode. Yeah, it kind of was. They, and the Creature of the Week wasn't a creature. Yeah. They really know how to throw around their burgundy halibuts. Definitely. Yeah. We really need to keep a list handy of all the different red... We really do. ...red herrings. We should paint it on your walls. Anyway, so yeah, I'm relieved. <laughs> I'm relieved that everybody knows about Angel now. I'm relieved on Buffy's behalf that that doesn't have to be a bullshit thing anymore. I'm yep. simultaneously really irritated, but also intrigued and a little excited about this whole situation that's brewing with Xander and Willow. Like, there's still a small part of me that wants to be happy for them. I know it doesn't work out. I know everybody ends up breaking up with everybody at some point. And honestly, I'm just, I'm kind of excited to see all of that come to fruition and maybe see Willow and Xander get this shit out of their system. I don't remember how it comes to fruition. I don't either, and which is why I'm excited. I didn't remember that the buildup was so many episodes long. Yeah. Well, when you can just binge the episodes and you you don't have to wait to watch one once a week. Right. A lot of shit just flies right by. It is one of the benefits from being forced into doing the podcast the way we are that we cannot binge it. Yeah. It's been so fucking long and we since have, I've had to watch a show like this. Yeah, and we have to sit and absorb every detail that is probably really insignificant in the long run or and in the opinion of most viewers, but I'm you know, that's fun. I've never done that with a show it before. It makes me want to podcast about every show I watch now. <laughs> <laughs> that that might be a bit much. No, that's impossible. <laughs> but Yes. it's It makes you want to. Right. The experience is very enjoyable. Anyway, what's your quote of the day? That's going to take me a moment to dredge up. 
Would you like me to start with my quote instead? Go ahead. My quote unquestionably is the whole fucking speech that Giles has about why he's mad at Buffy. Okay. What was your favorite part? Was it the part that I had? Yes. (laughs) Definitely the part... Because I thought he was going to go about mentioning Miss Calendar. Mm-hmm. But no, it's about, hey, he fucking tortured me for pleasure. Yeah. The delivery, the mood, every fucking bit of it was just heart-wrenchingly perfect. So and- your your favorite part was, uh, but sadly, I must remind you that Angel tortured me for hours for pleasure. Yep. You should have told me Angel was alive. You didn't. You have no respect for me or for the job I perform. Exactly. Yeah. That was definitely the heaviest moment in the episode. That was stellar Anthony Stewart head acting. It absolutely was. What's your quote of the day? My quote of the day is a little weird, but frankly, it wasn't a particularly quotable episode. A lot of this episode was spent with fight scenes and a lot of arguing and a lot of exposition. You're not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Not too many snappy one-liners. So I'm giving it mainly to Willow, but it's a brief exchange between Willow and Buffy when they're in the graveyard. And Willow says, keeping secrets is a lot of work. Uh, One could hypothetically imagine. Buffy says, you have no idea. Willow says, none whatsoever. (laughs) So uh, I'm giving it to Willow there, specifically that one, just because I think it's the most representative of her ability to be so perfectly awkward. Yeah. Uh, she can really play up this this doublespeak kind of writing that goes on a lot in this show, and she owns yeah. it. She really a- owns Allison it. Allison Hannigan can really dish up the... The nuanced layers going on in a fucking scene like this. Damn fucking right she can. Yeah. Solid fucking quote. Why, thank you, sir. (laughs) So, this has been Beer with Buffy. Indeed it has. As always, find us on Patreon if you'd like to support us financially. We could really use it. www.patreon.com forward slash beer with Buffy. Exactly. Uh, Review us on iTunes. It's the number one way that you can help us grow our channel. Keep in mind that we have the t-shirt contest up. Check out the rules on Patreon. Thank you to Benjamin Alexander for our opening and closing music and Reggie Page for our new transition music. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. And as always, you can call us on our voicemail at 269 743-0783. Again, this has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Have a good night. We do really need a redfish list. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should get on that. You are the slayer. Lives depend upon you. I make allowances for your years, but I expect a certain amount of responsibility, and instead of which you enslave yourself to this, this cult. You don't like the color?
done why are we watching this 